Who would have thought that it was like five or six months ago? I know. Some random dude yep. comes up, yeah. white sleeveless tee, <laughs> has a little heart on him, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hear me out. If you were to have the best workout apparel, what color would you go for? Yeah. yeah that was really one of the first things you'd ask me. And then from there, mm-hmm. you kept coming up. We're very intentional about, okay, honestly, like, do you like the logo to the left more, yep. to the right middle? I feel like you were very wanting to make sure you had the best quality stuff. Yeah. Who, you know, if I'm going to the gym, what am I going to tend to wear more? Mm-hmm. And you definitely picked up on that. So what you're putting out right now is awesome, and I'm very excited for you. <laughs> Thank so. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy, too, because that random conversation led to somehow this conversation yeah. where we are here yeah. talking about our faith yeah. and and trying to document it. So welcome, yeah. everybody, to the Finding Faith podcast, and I'm here accompanied with Morgan Beck. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Happy to be here. Thank you. So let's let's first start off with with who who are you? What do you do for work? Yeah, my name is Morgan. Like you said, I do sales. Um, I have a passion for singing, so I do music on the side. But um, I have a typical nine to five job. I work close to the battery here in Atlanta. Really? Yeah, I go ATL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm very happy with where I am right now. Um, obviously, I like to work out. Um, hence. Where I met you, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's been it's been a journey for sure. Um, I grew up in Arkansas, um, but basically my whole life I've lived in Georgia, um, just doing a bunch of communication stuff. That's kind of what I majored in at UGA. Um, but coming here, making sure that I get planted in a stable job, I found it. I've yeah. I've very much been happy with that. Um, I work for a company. Um, called AccuShield, and our goal is to provide safety and security for seniors. So it's really? very, it's very niche. It's very niche, um, but I'm happy where I'm at. Um, but yeah, like I said, I do music on the side, um, really pursuing that. And so it's very funny being able to wear these headphones here because <laughs> I work with these a lot. So uh, yeah, I do that. But getting more deep here, I definitely have always had a strong sense of faith and knowing mm-hmm. that wherever I'm at, God's got a plan. Um, and it was really crazy how this even came about. Like you stopped me at the gym and here we are talking about God yeah. and it's cool how he works in that way. So um, to tell you a little bit about uh, me and, and my, I guess, faith story is, yes, I grew up in Arkansas um, with my family. How long every, were you there? I was there uh, up until fifth grade, I would say. Okay. Uh, so I don't even know how old you are when you're a fifth 29. grader, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But uh, I grew up going to church every Sunday, Southern Baptist, your typical, um, make sure you you attend church every Sunday, do, yep. do this, follow the rules, don't don't mess up if you do, you know, you're, you're a sinner, and, yep. and, and feeling that guilt um, constantly. Um, it was more so something that I wanted to um, refrain from, and if I did mess up, I always felt bad. And by no means were my parents ever super, super hard on me, okay. but I did feel that tension, um, just being raised in a household where you, you need to not make mistakes. And if you did like, be careful, like do better next time. So did you go to Christian school? I did. So I also went, uh, to private schools whenever I moved here, um, to Georgia. So I was not planning on telling you this story, but I might as well go for it. When I was nine, I was diagnosed with expressive language disorder. 
And I know people who are maybe listening are like, what in the world is that? Yeah, what is that? Um, Yeah, so basically the doctors warned my parents that I would not be able to make friends easily. It would be very hard to communicate with me. Um, To give you an example of how it was hard, so... In, in school, if someone were to point at an iron or point at an object and say, what's that? Like an iron, for example, I would look at it and say, oh, you know, it's the thing that you put on clothes to make clothes not wrinkled anymore. I would beat around the word instead of saying the actual word, right? So that got to the point where it was so difficult saying um, certain things and expressing myself that all in all, people would have a hard time just understanding what I'm trying to say. And the doctors were warning me that I need to be in a school to get help with that. So reading comprehension, um, standardized tests, taking all of that stuff was so difficult for me. And my parents at the time, mind you, when we were in Arkansas, it's such a small place. It was, you know, very country. They didn't have any fancy schools for me to go to to get that help, right? So we prayed about it, and my family has been incredible um, when it comes to faith and, like, trusting God with the plan. Right. My whole family. So I have my mom, dad, brother, who's four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. All of us were like, we do not know what to do. Like, <laughs> I, I need to be put in a school to where I can get help, but there's no places in Arkansas. So we prayed about it. My dad got a job opportunity in Georgia, and it's crazy. This is what's crazy. It blows my mind. It was my dad against this other guy. This other dude was qualified, was yep. already living in you know Georgia, yep. had every reason to get the job. But instead, instead, my dad gets a call and was like, yep, we want you here. We want you in Georgia. So we moved. And that opened up such opportunity because the only reason why he applied to a job in Georgia was to put me in a school called Sophia Christian Academy. And that school helped people like me with this learning disability. And it was incredible because God planted that, allowed that to happen. I went there. Um, it was it was a great year. Um, but unfortunately, I was a fifth grader at the time mm-hmm. learning third grade material. So I was a little more advanced than how they were treating me, um, which is understandable because if you go to a school where you're needing extra help, of course, you you will tend to get more babied, I guess. And I was on that higher level where I didn't necessarily need that much attention, but it was enough to know that I needed some type of help with the schooling. So my parents were like, all right, all right. Mind you, that year, my parents were paying as much as college tuition. So it was like, all right, they're burning a hole in their pocket here. Yeah. So we kept praying. And uh, sixth grade happened for me, and I attended a school called Cornerstone Christian Academy. Okay. It's over by the forum, if anyone knows where that is. <laughs> but anyways, I went there and it was a game changer, Nick. It was incredible. The teachers were phenomenal. I learned what I needed to learn to get sped up with uh, or caught up with all of the schooling um, at the level that I need to you know, be able to be successful. And my mom, I'll never forget this. It was seventh grade. And I had gone there a whole year. My parents were like, all right, seventh grade, you are going to public school. I remember being in the car with my mom, her dropping me off at public school. <laughs> that was crazy to me because I was just not familiar or ready or... You went to a Christian school your entire life, right? I, I did for like four years whenever I needed that extra help, like I said. But whenever I was in Arkansas, I was going to like elementary school. Oh, okay. You know, you okay. Know, yeah. It was, it was private or public. But other than that, yeah, I was very much surrounded by people giving me extra help and you could say being sheltered and that kind of thing. So I went to 
um, like I said, public school. My mom was like, you got this. Have a good day. <laughs> I'll never forget Nick. I got out of the car and I told myself, Morgan, you will say hi to people. You will be nice to them. Really? You will make friends. I'll never forget the girl's name is was uh, Brianna. Yeah. And I opened the door. I was like, hi, my name's Morgan. What's your name? <laughs> and she she's like, hi. She's probably thinking, you weirdo. Um, but no, the seventh grade was great. Um, making friends was not an issue and it's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. I've always loved meeting people. Hence, I'm, I'm here right now. With yeah. you. Like, uh, yeah. If I was awkward, socially, not really <laughs> familiar with... <laughs> talking to people I would not be you know talking to you but yeah I I definitely feel like God had me go through all of that for a reason um I went to public school like I said seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade and then graduated high school then I started pursuing a communications degree and this is what's wild this that's is, crazy <laughs> this is what's crazy is is that I went to school and I majored so I went to Dallas for two years um okay. after yeah after um high school. high school and yeah and then I went to UGA majored in communications, which is the very thing that the doctor said I'd never be exactly. Able to do. <laughs> That's what blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, so that that was in and of itself a God story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very thankful to be where I'm at right now. It's amazing knowing that God had me in His hands that whole time. And even though I had doubt, and I still doubt, like my ability to communicate, like is what I'm saying making sense. You know, I always have that in the back of my head. But knowing that God made my weakness and literally turned it into my strength. Now it's just been so awesome. And all the stories I could say, it's just, it, I could go on and on, but yeah. no, no communications major, uh, currently does sales right now. And the doctor told you when you were in like third grade or fifth mm-hmm. grade or whatever it was mm-hmm. that this would be a weakness of yours. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like it's one of your biggest strengths. <laughs> like, isn't that amazing? Yeah, It's, it's, I'm very, very blessed and thankful that he, put me in this position because he could have said, you know, you have this disability, but I'll make sure you are, you were good at cooking or, or maybe being a professional athlete or something, but he had my exact weakness now be my strength and I'm able to use it. And I guess speak, speak to you right now about it and hopefully encourage anyone who has been born with a learning disability or any type of um, thing, stopping them from thinking that they can thrive in what they're passionate about or low-key good at. You know, I I love talking to people and I feel really called to it and making sure that people feel loved, especially the ones who um, don't necessarily have friends or you you can just tell when someone's kind of having a bad day and and just being able to go out of your way for two seconds and literally say, hey, that that color looks good on you or something. It's just, you don't realize what people are going through and to be able to have that urge that I feel that God is just saying, hey, say that to that person. You don't know what they're going through. It's been incredible. So um, yeah, like I said, I could tell so many stories of examples of that, but that's been my main thing. Um, Then the other thing I was um, gonna say was was the whole God story, if you wanted me to go in. Oh, well, I was also curious about how music started playing a role in your life as well. Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, I would say seventh grade. I don't know if you've heard of GarageBand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would mess around. Jake, Jake's in here right now. He's probably like, oh, don't even go there. I would I would mess around with so many random beats. I would act like I'm a producer myself. Really? Keep in mind, I was in seventh grade, and I heard a beat, and it was just like, mm-ts, mm-ts, mm-ts. and then I would add like a little synth to it, and then do a little, 
uh, or something and then add it together <laughs> and it would just be the most like SoundCloud rapper type noise you've ever heard. But I got such a kick out of it. So I started doing that and then did covers of songs, just like random, may it be Christmas, like holiday themed stuff or just random stuff back in the day. I don't even know what, what high school musical. <laughs> I think that was going around um, um, at that time, but just random songs. And then it gradually got more and more something that I was like, you know what? I really love this. Mm. Then I turned it into posting stuff on my SoundCloud. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, I think I was in college at the time at UGA. And I was like, what am I doing hiding my passion here? Right. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on social media. And I made a uh, music account. It's called Morgan Beck Music. And I just started posting. And uh, it was weird because I always kept it low key. It was something I liked to do, but more so I was known for art in high school. That was like my passion. I like drawing realism. Fun fact. <laughs> really? People, yeah, making people look as real as possible, but that's besides the point. Okay. Uh, but the music account I started doing and people were like, I did not know you like to sing. What in the world? And so just made that a, a huge thing for me. Why'd you hide it for so long? It wasn't necessarily hiding it, but more so like, I know this is something I like to do, but I don't, I don't even know if it's, it's worth even sharing, which it is worth sharing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, yeah, to be honest, I don't, I think I really just told myself you're an artist, Morgan. You, art is what you've always loved to do. So just stick with that. You, you can sing, but like really focus on your art stuff. And then I was really, really, um, in a, I guess down downtime in uh, UGA, mm. it's, I mean, Athens is crazy. It's just full of like worldly things. You can assume like drinking, partying, all that stuff. And sometimes I would find myself just in my apartment with my guitar and just playing music and literally recording myself um, singing on GarageBand. And I fell in love with it again. I was like, that's it. I, I have to just keep pursuing this. And obviously when you get encouragement from people saying that what you're doing is good, you want to keep doing it. Yep. And I know you can relate to that. There's validation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like your clothing brand, right? One person says, yo, this is dope. And then you're like, okay, okay. I can, I got I can vibe here. with this. Yeah. And I'm onto something. Yeah. <laughs> and so that gradually turned into, huh? Okay. I guess I have, I have the confidence right now to try out for things. So shout out for American Idol. And went there, and the first time, I kid you not, I literally looked down the whole time I auditioned. I didn't even make eye contact with the judge. Were <laughs> I'll you never, scared? Oh my gosh, I was terrified. My voice was shaking. I did no. like a Bruno Mars song, and it was, it was a joke. I, I did not at all realize how nervous I would be. And then I went, I even took off for this, like took off some days at school to be able to do this. And my dad was awesome for... Um, being there for me and so were my parents Bo both of them were so supportive of me doing this this is high school or college so this is college when okay. I was at UGA okay. um, probably three or four years ago and I went to a different location um, and it's free to do this you just stand in a long line and wait for hours to be able so to sing I know it's crazy, it's crazy but I, I did it again and this time I had so much more confidence and I was like I'm gonna give this my all and I did and I am so happy that I can say that though and I, I didn't make it. The judges actually, I'll never forget, they said, sorry, we are looking for entertainers, not singers. Really? Yeah. And so that's that's something that I won't forget, but I'm actually very, very grateful for those words um, because there were a lot of people who were so talented in that line who I watched walk away and, and get a no. So um, I know God had a reason for, for doing that the way that it did. And to be honest with you, I know um, where I'm at right now, I'm very happy. Um, so if anything, it was a learning experience. 
knowing that I can and I have the potential to give it my all mm -hmm. in front of random strangers, that's all I needed for my own validation, knowing, look, you at least have it in you to belt out these songs and sing with confidence. And that's the thing that I was fearing the most, especially from the first time I tried. So, so there's that. One of one of my best friends, um, his name is Tony. So he is gifted with singing. I yeah. cannot sing to save my life. Like I, my voice is terrible, but yeah. it, I showed him you mm -hmm. because I was like, dude, you have to listen to her. Like she's, she's very, Thank very you. good. No, absolutely. And honestly, some of my favorite things that I've heard you sing aren't even necessarily, so they want an entertainer um, and, and they're looking for that or whatever. But like some of my favorite things I've heard you sing were the acapella things. Oh, and it, it, it's just amazing hearing your voice. So um, no, I'm, very like you you told me that that like you're proud of me and and where i'm going with yeah. with my thing but honestly like when it comes to like you're so gifted artistically in multiple things so not just art but also singing like i can't wait to see how that like turns out for Thank you. you so much no absolutely so going back into um the reason for this podcast which is um the goal of this podcast finding faith is to provide documentation from from christians on, on why they believe in God, where their faith in God stems from. And the reason why is um, it for multiple reasons, whether it be just uh, Christians that want to hear some uh, someone else's opinion on, on why they believe in yeah. the Lord, or whether it be someone that maybe they are going through a hard time, like how I was right. at one point and a little bit of the validation, but also just a little bit of like, Hey, am, it, I'm not crazy for, for the beliefs that I have. Sure. Right. Um, so I, I just think that providing, real reasons and, and real life experiences on, on what made you believe in God um, is just so powerful. So we kind of already went over a little bit of your beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you could just go on with that journey, that'd right. be great. Oh, of course. Yeah. So with that whole story that I was explaining at the beginning mm -hmm. of simply being diagnosed with a learning disability and God literally using that weakness, what's deemed as my fault and him turning it into something beautiful and um, now, like I said, majoring in communications, you know, that's, that's my strong suit and I'm passionate about it. That is a huge, huge God story in and of itself, as well as the little minor things, such as my dad getting a job that is in Arkansas or in Georgia that didn't, it's it crazy. shouldn't have happened, you know, but it did because God had all of that planned out. Um, moving on to something a little more recent and recent as in my college, my college uh, days. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, at Dallas Baptist university amazing, beautiful campus. I loved it. Very, very Christian. You know, everyone around you is like, how can I pray for you? <laughs> I remember some days, uh, it, it almost felt like the professors were like, Hey, I can see you're having a bad day. You know what? You want to take the test tomorrow. I can see your no way. I'm so I'm, I'm <laughs> totally blowing smoke right now. I, it did not happen, but I, that's just to give you an understanding oh, okay. <laughs> of, of how sweet these people were. Yeah. They were literal saints walking on earth. Um, but no, whenever I went to DBU, I was under this leadership program. It's called the Christian Leadership um, Scholarship, actually. So in order for me to get um, that scholarship, I needed to pray. Uh, for a certain amount of hours throughout the week and what that looked like. So the reason I loved the campus from the beginning was because I would see these prayer boxes all around campus. And I don't know if you've seen like in public places or anywhere, maybe at a church, you see in the corner <laughs> a dusty wood box that says prayers and people would put slips in there to say like, Hey, my mom has cancer. Oh, like, okay. Are you, are you vibing? You know what I mean? I got like, you Like just some random, like a random box in the corner. I feel like it's, it's so common for like Baptists, 
churches or any like old time churches to have these, but this campus had them all around the campus. I was like, there's no way that people are actually praying for people, you know, that put these requests in the boxes. And little did I know it actually was true. There were this, this whole prayer ministry I got to know before I even decided to go to DBU. I was just scoping it out and I saw that they actually pray for every single one. I saw the binder of all of them filled like with, hey, my mom has cancer or hey, I'm struggling with this or my dad um, just lost his job, you know, so on and so forth. All these crazy stories that you wouldn't expect to read or know that anyone's actually reading them, mm-hmm. they were being prayed for. People were actually being prayed for and that is what set that school so far away from other people. I mean, they were, they were top notch in my eyes. I was like, I want to go somewhere. How do you even hear about it? Oh, funny enough. My uh, mom is related to uh, who was the chancellor at the time, like the president for like 30 or something years. So out of obligation, I was like, sure, I'll visit. We'll try it out. We'll (laughs) see if it works. (laughs) I guess. Um, But by no means did it, was it free or anything? Hence why I said the scholarship, you know, helped, helped pay for that. But The reason I say all that is because I joined the prayer ministry Mm. and I was able to open that binder, read all the prayer requests and literally go to a designated place wherever I felt like going on campus and pray for those people. And I'll admit during that time, it would be maybe 30 minutes on a Tuesday or like an hour on Thursday, but I would log my time and that would be how I get credit. Well, I didn't realize how much I would take out of that, how much I personally would get out of reading not only the prayers, but also spending time with God. Mm-hmm. And there's there's something to say about, yeah, I've been raised Christian. Yeah, I believe in God. But it's another whole ballpark yep. whenever you actually have a relationship when with it's him. you. Yes, yep. 100%. You, you can shove Christianity, Christianity down people's throat all day long, but it's not going to stick unless they actually have that connection, right? So for me... I definitely felt the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean to be super crazy religious. No, sounding, no, but this is when I yeah. <laughs> when I say Holy Spirit, I mean I'm not even kidding. Yep. I can't even. I have a picture right here to even show you. I mean, I already showed you beforehand, but I have it in my Bible right here. Um, but I was at. I was literally on a hill um, outside when I think it was during the fall at DBU with a binder filled with these prayer requests, and I had taken time to pray for them, and then I open my own Bible up. And at the time I was going through a hard breakup. Um, I knew it needed to end. And once it ended, I was just very, um, confused with next steps. God, what are you doing? Why did this happen? It was a long distance relationship. And so that in and of itself was very hard. Uh, and just to know that I, I was struggling so hard and I needed someone and something to make me feel better. I had no one else. I had literally no one else, but God Mm -hmm. to get me through that. And so I was praying uh, for God to show me signs. And I'll be honest, I had a moment where I was just doubting God for a little bit. Yep. And I remember opening up my Bible and was like, you know what, God, if you're real, show me. <laughs> and you're, it says you're not supposed to test God. You're yep. not supposed to, you know, but I, I was like, I, so don't know fru- I was just so frustrated. I was like, God, if you're real, like show, show me something. I need a sign. I'm desperate for a sign. Right. I had my Bible open Yeah. and not to sound too spiritual here, but I, I mean, I can't even make this stuff up. The wind was like blowing the pages or whatever. And it fell on John 14, 27, John 14, 27 says, peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Right. 
So I jotted that down in my notes. Okay. I, I had a little notebook beside me and I was like, okay, okay. All right, God. So you show me this. Neat, neat. Show me more. Show me more. So I just keep reading. Desperate for just a sign or something. Oh, absolutely. And so, um, mind you, the, my my view is just beautiful. I'm seeing like a lake. Um, I'm, on, I'm on this little hill and it's... Um, beautiful weather, probably like 73 degrees outside and giving y'all a visual no. <laughs> and a good, a good understanding of kind of what I felt, but I was just very still uneasy about what God's doing. And so reading that verse, I jotted it down and then a dove, a literal white dove flew down by me and probably I would say like four feet away from like where you and me are right now. Mm -hmm. And I just stared at it and I was like, what? <laughs> First of all, doves are very rare. I looked it's, this up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually? They are super rare. <laughs> it's not common to see a no. dove. You can see a, a white dove. Oh, okay. A <laughs> white dove. That's the thing. Yep. You can see pigeons. Yep. Pigeons are common. White pigeons are an actual thing. Mm -hmm. I literally had to look up the difference to make sure that I was not tripping. <laughs> no, you saw a, a dove. It was a yeah. white dove, right? <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then I got on my phone and literally typed in, what does a dove represent? It told me peace. And that is what blew my mind because I had just read John 14, 27 that says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So I'm already like at this point in a trance, like what in the world is happening? What, to me? Is happening? what am I experiencing? And then here, I, I have it right here highlighted. So then um, just to think I'm testing God uh, too much, I, I keep going and I'm like, keep showing me more God. Yeah. So here we fall. Might as well keep on going. I know, right? Now that you started. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was, just mind blown. Yeah. Luke three twenty two, And it says, and the Holy spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And the voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I'm well pleased. And I kid you not. I jotted that down. And at this point I was like, all right, God is pretty real. All yeah. right. <laughs> you cannot make this up. I mean, you, I, I've spent my whole life being told God's with you. God loves you. You, you should believe in him. Be a Christian. Like you be saved. Like you're going to go to heaven. Like just believe in him, trust in him. He saves, but it's a whole nother thing when you can experience him. Yes. And I know a lot of people haven't had a dove story like, like what I had, but still like, please be encouraged. Whoever you are listening and also you yourself, like you, the, the more we lean towards God and seek him out, he will show you signs that may not be through nature. It may be through a person. It may be through scripture or something. But I mean, that was just, that was my little snippet. And then to wrap it up here, um, as I'm looking, just so amazed at this freaking white dove in front of me, I, I pray to myself in my head, just on purpose to not startle the dove. And I say, God, thank you for showing me this. This is absolutely incredible. I, I feel your presence and man, I feel your peace. And I, I want to be able to feel this, this high, this, this yes. feeling of your presence constantly. And the Holy Spirit was a hundred percent with me in that moment. And then I said, amen in my head. And I kid you not, as I said, amen in my head, the dove flew off and I have a picture of it <laughs> flying off. So that's, that's my little snippet. So when I was there, there was two things that I experienced that were just out of this world. And there, I mean, you, you just can't say that, oh, um, something that's normal now I would say yeah. is people like to say, well, that's the universe like doing things for you. It's sure. like, okay, yeah. sure. Uh, everybody can believe what they believe in. I choose to believe in God. And the reasons why were, were two reasons. One, when I was younger, um, I saw an angel. It's right beside my bed. Um, I, I yeah. So I, I was so, it was, it was really confusing. Um, I was in 
probably about third grade. Uh, everybody was sleeping, obviously. Um, I, I was in my bed and I, I turned over and there was no a kid in white, my age, um, like in a robe. And he was just praying right beside my bed. What? And I was like, what is happening right <laughs> wow. now? It, it, it was so weird too, because I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like afraid or anything. It, and I, I was just confused. Yeah. Turned over. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Turn back. He's still there. Mm. Turn over again. And I'm like, what is like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Like, is this what I think it is? I turn back over and he's gone. Oh, um, my word. And the majority of this time when like the majority of my life, when it came to my faith, like if I ever had questions, it was like, Nick, don't forget, don't forget what you saw. Don't forget that angel. Um, and college was kind of rough for me too. Um, I, I'm a little bit more introverted. Um, and I, I'm not really that type of person. I like would like to go out and party and stuff like that. I kind of keep to myself and do my own thing. Um, and something that I would say was a fault of me previously was I was just a little bit too influenced by other people's opinions and other people like what, what they say. Um, so when I overheard one of my teachers talking, um, about how she was like excited because she went on a date with this guy and he wasn't like religious. He didn't believe in anything. I was like, Oh, well this teacher who I became like very, very highly of like, I, I enjoyed her. Like I, she was helping me get back on track. Yeah. I'm like, she doesn't believe in God. So like mm. she doesn't believe in God. Then she must be right. So that was a really hard time for me. Sure. And then it came to like the whole angel thing. Was I just sleeping? Was this something okay. like that didn't happen? Yeah. Like maybe I, maybe I just didn't understand what was yeah. happening. So um, one of my friends was able to tell me on that time, but let's go, f- let's fast forward a little bit to recently. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I think it relates so much to what you experienced, yeah. which was um, I went through a really hard time back in September mm. And I literally stormed out of the gym and I was crying and I didn't know what to do because I just felt like everything that I believed in was a lie. Mm. And I called my boss. He lived in Indiana or he lives in Indiana Mm. and he like, I don't know why I called him, but like he knew exactly what to say, which Mm. is like, come to my house. Like uh, we'll take care of you. Like he's a Christian. Um, He's like, come to my house. We'll take care of you. Like we're going to get you better. Like I was so far gone that I didn't like, I didn't know what to believe in anymore. I didn't know what to do. Like I was so lost. Um, It was probably the scary. It it was the scariest moment of my life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was debating on when I should go. I'm like, should I go now? Should I go tomorrow? Should I wait? But for whatever reason, I'm like, you have to go now. Right. So granted, Indianapolis is like eight hours away mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I had worked the next day, mm. um, if I remember correctly. Um, and I I drove there halfway through. I mean, I'm, I'm crying now um, in the car driving to Indianapolis by myself is the middle of the night. I didn't get there until three in the morning. Mm. So it's, it's the middle of the night. It's storming rain, storming rain. It was the worst rainstorm that I've ever experienced. And I was driving in it. Um, and and I am bawling. I can't see, I can't see two feet in front of me. Um, and I called, I never told anybody this. I, I called my uncle who's also a Christian. Um, and like my, my family is, is religious, especially like my mom's side. Um, and I call him like, please do not tell anybody this. I'm like, but th- this is a situation I'm in right now. Sure. Um, 
this is where I'm at right now. And I'm like, why? Like, do you, do you still believe in, in God? And if you do, like, why? Like, I need to, I, I don't understand why. And he gave me the story and I never heard it before. He said that when, when his mom died, so my grandma died of, I think it was like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But when she died, um, my, my grandpa, he didn't even get to see her die because he was going through surgery when she had her heart attack. Mm. So he literally had no idea what was happening. He didn't know that she was sick. Oh, like, no. yeah. So he, he didn't even get to, like, he wasn't even there for it. Um, but something that happened like right after that was, um, my, my, my uncle was with him, uh, at the house and he needed to rest because he just had surgery and he's like, just, just put on like a, just put on like a, a, a VHS recording, or whatever. I'm going to go to sleep. And they found like a, a VHS or whatever. And, and they played it and it was supposed to be for like a singer or whatever it was. But one thing that my grandpa and grandma liked to do with each other, I'm going to start crying. Oh, one no, thing that good, my, yeah. my grandpa and grandma liked to do for each other was they would literally record themselves and like just some talking and, and them doing like little things or whatever oh on the gosh. side. Yeah. So they, they, they put in this recording. It was supposed to be some singer, whatever it was. They had no, my grandpa had no idea what it was. No one had any, any idea what it was. They just found something and they put it in my grandma before she, Oh God. Wow. My grandma, before she died, yeah. um, she said the rosary on a recording and no one ever heard it before. So like this was, it was almost like a lost tape, like something that, that no one ever heard. And it was oh, recent Lord. too, because she was talking about something that just happened or whatever beforehand. So it was very, very recent. And that could, that tape could have been lost. That yeah. tape could like never, like oh, no yeah. one would yeah. ever knew, but like that was wow. why his faith was there because wow. that, of that oh, experience. I'm like, yeah. wow, that is super powerful. For sure. So God had that timing fall right into place to where he saw, he was able to feel her i guess again you know in that way yep oh, exactly that's so special um thank you for sharing that absolutely yeah i guess if my mom ever hears this she's gonna know now but um <laughs> so going back to indianapolis and the reason why is because like i was going through a hard time like how you were yeah and then i did the exact same thing so i don't like i i grew up in in a christian home mm-hmm. We were born Catholic, mm-hmm. but it was never something that you, you talked about this where it's like, was God like forced on you or was mm-hmm. it something mm-hmm. that you actually saw it? So right. before it was like forced on me, it was like, Hey, right. you should believe in this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this. exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was never anything that, that I, that I seek. So I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I did the exact same thing when I was crying in that car and I was like, give me a sign, please. I'm like, I, I know you showed me an angel, but like, I don't know. That was so long ago. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Exactly. Like, please give me something. So, um, a bunch of different things happened within the next seven days. Um, and it started with me just for whatever reason, the first few days were absolutely terrible. I, I did, I honestly thought I was lost cause. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I woke up one day and I was like, now there's more to this. (sighs) And I get a, I get a, a DM because for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm just going to post this on Instagram. Like, I, I don't like to share this stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and I basically said like, hey, I'm going through a really hard time right now. And um, something happened and I just decided that that I'm no longer going to feel that way. Um, oh, and I, I remember what I did. I wrote down like five promises to myself. Uh, mainly about being a Christian, um, um, being proud of myself. Uh, I will never, I will never like let this happen to me again. And I just got like this, this, this feeling of like, no, this is, this is what it is. Wow. Like this, is what I, this is what is real. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody randomly DMs me 
and she gave me something. And when you first told me about your story, you talked about the winds, the winds blowing, the winds Mm -hmm. changing. Mm -hmm. And that is literally like Mm. exactly what that post that she sent me was talking Mm. about. It was talking about the winds blowing, the winds changing. And it, it, it's your decision. If, if you are going to wake up with this change, if you are going to, to dive back into what is important to me, or if you're just gonna let the enemy win. Sure. Sure. And as I was reading this and it was, it was five pages. It's, Mm. it's really long. So I don't want to get too much into it, but it was basically talking about like, it, it was basically that reassurance because it, it talks about everything I was basically going through. Yeah. Um, and, and I just resonated with so much. And what blew me away too was the fact that that got posted the day that I called my boss crying mm. and the day that I drove mm-hmm. up to Indianapolis. No way. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening wow. right now? And then the next day, my director at work, who I, I don't know if they're religious or not, but they literally gave me like the exact same quote. I'm like, mm. I never heard this before in There's my life. No Why way. is this coming up so much? Yeah. Actually, yes, yes. She's like, can't make it up. she's like, the wind, the winds are changing right now, and mm. you, you just got to plant your. That was another thing. Like the the post talked about like planting your roots and like and like establishing what is important to you sure. and going from there. Yeah. Um, and so cool. and um the the thing that that really just blew me away. I'm like, okay, like I am so sorry for ever doubting you sure was we live in Atlanta right now mm-hmm. I went to Indianapolis mm-hmm. I went to a church that 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 Sunday mm-hmm. that I've never been to in my entire life mm-hmm. right um I go in and they are talking the 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 pastor comes up after after the music and he's like all right we're going to talk about Daniel chapter 7 today and um for anyone that doesn't know because I didn't know this Daniel chapter 7 is about the end of times and the reason why that was so ridiculous is because the only thing in life that I've ever been scared of is the fear of death mm-hmm. um, and dying. And that's kind of where, where, the, where this all came from. Um, like I, I was having a hard time and I was having like panic attacks because yeah. I was afraid of dying. And I was afraid of like being dead and no longer existing. It's right. So hard. he didn't he talks like, all right, Daniel chapter seven is about to start or whatever. And like, I just got this feeling like, here we go again, because I don't know if this ever happened to you, but there's been times where I go to church and the thing that they just happened to be talking about that day is like the thing that I'm going through. And that's, that's yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm like, okay, here we go again. And that's where this came up. Um, as he was talking mid sermon, it was like, Nick, you need to start with this. I'm like, wow. I don't know what I'm doing. Like wow. I, I don't yeah. do this. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just this overwhelm overwhelming feeling. Um, and what blows my mind though is just recently. So I went through that. So I, I saw, I saw an angel and I saw it, it was really back to back to back. It was like for seven days straight, it was like, I'm going to show you in miracles why I exist. <laughs> so and if, and if yeah. you doubt me now, like, I don't know right. what to tell you. I'm yeah, like, all right, like, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. So that happened. And then your thing happened. Yeah. And I was thinking what blows my mind is like, we are two people out of like a billion that mm-hmm. exist in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing this to so many people yeah. right. every single day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we, we don't know how many other people right now, have similar stories that I'm sure if we told them right now, they'd be like, you're kidding yes. because this is mine. And yeah, it, it's 
very cool hearing your story on that. Thank you for sharing that. That I didn't even realize the, was it Daniel 7 you said? Daniel chapter 7. Yeah, Daniel 7. I'm going to have to read on that. Yeah. Because death is scary. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame you for being freaked out over that or having anxiety. I know a lot of people actually struggle with anxiety and panic attacks and stuff. And it's, it's such a feeling of, I guess, not only discomfort, but out of body. Like you, you can't even help it sometimes. The only person who is going to be able to bring you that like peace and give you that calm, the calmness is literally God himself. Um, so I'm really I'm, I'm hoping you are feeling like he's got you now. Oh, and absolutely. You have like that comfort. Absolutely. Um, going on and adding with, with peace, it's like fully trusting, like tr- trust the Lord with all your heart yeah. and lean on, on your right. own understanding, right? Yes. It's like when you actually follow these words that are inside this book, like things, good things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which just blows my mind. It's like the more, it, I, I've talked about this before too, like a lot of self-help books are biblical. Mm-hmm. This book was written thousands of years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for whatever reason, this book is still like the poster yeah. for like yeah. if you want to succeed, like if yeah. you if you want to have all the peace that you could possibly have. Yeah. And um, just read this yes. book. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like the first self help book that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be called that, but but that's what you could consider it. Um, Proverbs three five through six, I believe, is what you just said. Oh, another one. I'm gonna read this one. This one's Go Isaiah. Let's see. Isaiah 41:10 Do so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand Love that part I love, love that, that too one. That's good And here we go Proverbs 3 what do we say 3 5 You said 3 5 Yeah Yeah Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight Absolutely So true one thing, one thing that I changed about how I pray was, and, and this helped me exponentially as well. When I used to pray, I used to be like, all right, please let this happen. Please yeah. let this happen. Like, dear God, like this is what I really want right, right now. Please help right. me with this. I don't do that anymore. Oh, it's crazy you're saying this. I don't do this anymore. Yeah. The, what I awesome. say is, God, whatever you want me to yeah. do, yeah. like, I'm for it. Yeah. Show yeah. me, show me what you want from me. Right. Do your will on me and let me go through That's with wild. it. That's wild. You're saying this. This right here in and of itself is a God moment because yep. my bio, <laughs> not that it matters on social media, but literally my life. I want to, I want to get it tatted. Really? Yes. Is your will be done. That's it's part of the Lord's prayer. Our mm-hmm. father who art in heaven. Yep. Yeah, How yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Louis kingdom, Giglio yeah. actually did an entire thing on this. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah I, I believe <laughs> I listened to that one. Um, but the your will be done. Mm-hmm. making that our prayer instead of God do this for me. Let this, let me get this job. Let me be with this person. Let me get married at whatever age. Let me have this many kids. No, it Gotta should be trust. His, his will yes. and watch, watch how much more fruitful your life is going to be whenever exactly. you let his will be done. So yeah, that I'm just very, <laughs> very happy that I was able to talk to you about this. Yes. And this is just very life giving. So absolutely. <laughs> thank Morgan. You so much. Yeah. Morgan back. Thank you for being on this thank podcast. You. I appreciate it so much. Yes. I appreciate it as well. It is Mary airs Christmas Eve Eve right now. Yes. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. <laughs> thank you. You too. <laughs>